This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Massive show in store for you here tonight. We got a lot to talk about. LSU basketball is live tonight. Pooh, they're live tonight at 8. Man, I don't They're going to Missouri. Missouri. I, I don't know. I don't know. So we'll pregame. <laughs> we'll pregame the LSU basketball game here tonight at 8 o'clock as LSU will be taking on Missouri. I don't really know what to say. We're two weeks away from LSU baseball. That's what I'm getting ready for. I've kind of written, unfortunately, I think a little bit I've kind of written off this season. You're not going to get to the NIT, I don't believe. I don't know really what you have to play for. I think you got to regroup. I, I Look, I talked to some people today. Actually, I do got some news on LSU basketball. Um, LSU's really going to hit the portal, guys. They're going to have to – they're going to tell some dudes that they got to walk. So, I think that there's going to be a massive shakeup around LSU basketball from a player player perspective. Even I, I hear from a maybe a coaching staff uh, scenario – so we'll see. We'll talk about that. Signing day was today. LSU for the first time, maybe ever, I don't even know, did not sign anyone in the second signing day. We'll touch on that. It's not really that big of a deal. LSU did 
what they needed to do by signing the 25 high school guys in the early signing period. They went out and got, I think, what, more transfer portal guys. They're really good to go. Not a big deal. LSU did not get on or not hit on Nicholas Harbor as he went to South Carolina. Kind of made up his mind for some time now that he was going to be going there. He had mentioned that here or mentioned that today that Shane Beamer uh, really sold on him starting at tight end as a freshman and running track, stuff like that. So good for him. But not really that big of a deal. I mean, you had Jaden Rashada go to Arizona State. So maybe we'll talk about just the in reference to what the SEC has done. We just talked about that on our previous show, the Rafino and Joe show. Uh, if you hadn't subscribed there, go to YouTube, subscribe to the Rafino and Joe show. But maybe just are there some scenarios that we need to do to change uh, this around college football and, and does it help, how does it affect LSU? We'll talk about that as well. LSU baseball is about two weeks away. I think you're 16 days away from LSU baseball. Jay Johnson has uh, spoke with the media twice. Some, I, I'll give you some nuggets of what I think that Jay is talking about, some things that we should look out for, some guys and some really the biggest thing, guys that are really doing well on the mound that I think is going to catapult LSU even further and which makes them, in my opinion, an Omaha uh, team. So we'll talk about that. And the Pellies. We don't talk a lot about the Pels on this show. But when we do, it's never really that good. Guys, the Pels have lost, I think, a bit are 3-13 and 13 in the month of January. They're not that good. And quite honestly, I, I just wish that the Pels could draft a superstar that or, or trade and get a superstar when they don't miss half the season. Anthony Davis, Zion Williamson. It just gets aggravating, honestly. Getting, gets gets aggravated. <laughs> anyway, all right, let's get to a couple comments. Chance says today wasn't National Signing Day. Actually, Chance, the NCAA refers to this date in February as National Signing Day, believe it or not. He says it was just the last call. True, but you get what I'm saying. Technically, that's what they call it. Uh, Bill on YouTube says, wow, we really missed on Harbor. What happened? Nothing. I just think that, you know, as the process went on, that LSU just wasn't a team that he that he wanted to go after. He said it seemed like he would have been a great fit considering he runs track to, wow, big miss. I don't think it's a miss. Bill, you got tight ends. And when you don't commit early, teams are going to have to make decisions early. You know, I, I don't think that Brian Kelly's in the business of waiting and not only is Brian Kelly not in the business of waiting, I think that he know he's got to do what he's got to do to make sure that his team is good to go. I, I don't I don't fault Brian Kelly from getting to Kamario Pimpton and missing out on Harbor. Now is Harbor probably going to be a better athlete? Is he maybe going to be a better tight end? Possibly. But you're going to win a lot of games with Mark Mackway and and, and Pimpton and. Um, Oh, my God. Mason Taylor is your tight end. I, I know that it sucks, but nevertheless, it's where you're at. Nevertheless, it's where you're at. We'll see. Tyler Townsend says, how's, every, how's it going, everyone? Going good over here, though. Roger Dugas says, Blake, we finished with a top six class. Yes, number five and ahead of Notre Dame. That, that my friend, Roderick, is what our Rafino's Ranch is about tonight. So the first topic that we had up here, 
Hold on. Sorry, still finding fighting this sinus. Um, but Roderick, believe it or not, hit on officially what the Rafinos rants was about here tonight. A lot of words were said about Brian Kelly not being able to recruit. Now that National Signing Day and, and recruiting is essentially over, and we look forward to 2024, we're going to touch on that. Because a lot of words, I'm talking about a lot of things were said by guys like Brian Driscoll about Brian Kelly wouldn't be able to come down to Louisiana and recruit, that people here wouldn't fit him or wouldn't like him. Buddy, the only thing that people in Louisiana like, so to guys like Brian Driscoll, the only thing that people in this state care about is winning. I've lived here my entire life. You can't tell me what people here do and do not like when I've lived here my entire life. It's not, it, Louisiana is a very uh, big gumbo pot of different cultures and people and beliefs and religions and political views and all this kind of stuff. But the one thing Louisiana isn't or doesn't want to be is a loser, especially in sports. So Roger hit the nail on the head. That is what our Rufino's rants is here about tonight. Bill says Kim Mulkey is the goat. Uh, she's up there, man. She's getting there. I want her to win us one. Uh, H-Town Creole said, what's up, Blake and fam? Go Tigers. What's up, H-Town? Uh, Brandon Reese says, really the only position group we need to load up at is at linebacker. I can agree with that. I think they'll do some more of that during spring. Ryan says, on YouTube, I'm okay with not landing Harbor. I'm okay with that, too. I mean, it is what it is. As long as he's not in the SEC West, I really don't care. H-Town again says, we have to stop acting like LSU is supposed to get all the recruits. I want players to be uh, that want to be in BR. I can get that. I can get that. And Brandon Reese says, I think you're okay at most other positions at this point. At this point, I agree with that. You just pro I mean, and look, you got four deep at linebacker. Even if you want to move Harold Perkins back in the middle, you got five. They got talent there. They just maybe need to shore up some things. Obviously, Omar Spates is a big deal having him. Okay. Got a lot to talk about, though. Oh, and Tom Brady retired. Um, I'll mention that really quickly out, out of the break. I'll mention that out of the break. And uh, Adam B says about the Saints, same medical staff, question mark? I believe so. I believe so. Um, but Chris Richard's not coming back. Like, they're firing everybody and their mama and let everybody and their mama take the walk. But the Saints are refusing to fire Pete Carmichael. I don't get it. I just don't get it. We'll talk about that as well. I think Tom Brady's – like, I see a lot of people debating. Like, I posted that thing today about Tom Brady retiring on Facebook, and it went rampant. Everybody was talking from everything from he's not the GOAT to political views and all this kind of crazy stuff. I I don't know how you say that Tom Brady's not the best quarterback of all time. Like, I, I don't – for whatever reason, it just doesn't – remotely like I don't remotely understand that has the most passing yards has the most touchdowns has the most rings I mean you might not like him as a person but he's the goat he's the goat this old vet he's old vet have you retired before is that is that too shameful to ask is that inappropriate to ask re retired <laughs> it's a mouthful it's true 
Bill says three natties coming soon. Football, baseball, women's basketball. I'd love that. I'd love that. All right. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. So many of you listen to us live on Facebook right now. Do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to all those social media groups. Share to all of those social media pages, yours included. If you're listening to us on YouTube, like, subscribe, notification bell. We appreciate you doing that. If you're listening to us on XM Radio, the TuneIn app, or wherever you listen to podcasts, Pooh Bear, we hit a milestone. We hit a milestone today. You ready? One million downloads for AYS total as of today. One million. How about that? So that's a that's a big deal as we've we've passed over all time on the one million uh downloads. Do us a favor. I ain't gonna lie, scare shit out of me. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, scare shit out of me. I kinda, you know, kinda pee, piss myself a little bit. But big deal. It puts us in a different category when it comes to Apple and Spotify and all that good stuff. So, everybody, thank you. If you haven't done so, go over to Spotify, go over to Apple, go over to XM, rate, review, and subscribe. We greatly appreciate y'all doing that. All right, let's get to our first break. Let's talk about our good friends over at BetOnline.ag. Pooh Bear says, you don't ask a woman her age and you don't ask a vet his or his VA rating. Okay, I didn't know that. I ask women what their age is all the time because if you listen, if you're going to come up with your milf titties and come and, you know, like hit on me, Pooh, I'm going to ask you your age. Oh, shit. My wife heard my. I, I, no, no. I was just saying women with milf titties come and hit on me. You know? My wife's in another room. Who got milf titties? <laughs> you do. <laughs> Oh my God, I'm so sleeping on the couch tonight. All right, I need to get to this break before I get before I get in real trouble. Be back in a minute. Got a lot to talk about. And LSU, Rafino's rants next. Ben Online is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events with the first to market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Vardo and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you and then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno and Sons, go see them over at 2500 Fuller Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell them you good friend, Blake Rafino. Sit you on by. I just got my ass beat. <laughs> Backstage, Pooh Bear can attest. Hands were thrown. I did, I was just curling up in a ball. 
Kristen Connor says you, he's digging his own grave. I am. I love my wife, dude. Chill out. She's my rock, dude. Calm down. Roger Dugas says, Blake, I'm ready to piss off some Twitter Bama fans again. Well, well, I will tell you, um, I will tell you, nothing better in the world than pissing off some, some Bama fans. They're mad at me right now, too, Roger, because I said Bill O'Brien wasn't the problem. Brandon Reese says, as a Saints fan, thank God the NFC South sucks. Imagine if we played in the AFC West. You mean like what Sean Payton's going to? Pooh, I brought this question up today. I don't know if you, you saw it, but you can answer. Um, who's the best quarterback in the NFC South right now? Is, the, is it the Red Rocket? Is it, Taysom, is it Taysom Hill? Is it Marcus Mariota? Like, who is it? You know, like, uh, is, is it Kyle the Hitman Trask? P.J. Walker, right. Sam Darnold. You know who the best quarterback in the NFC South is? Freaking Frank Wright. <laughs> Even though Steve Wilkes shouldn't have been fired. I said that when, when – but I really like Frank, though. I just hate that Steve Wilkes, he just keeps – they keep – pause, but they keep shitting on my man. He's a good coach. I wonder if – I wonder if – you know what the best thing Dennis Allen would ever do is if he asked Steve Wilkes to come and be his E, none of the above, true. If he asked Steve Wilkes to come be his DC, shit, you know, I mean, he can't go back to Arizona after they treated him like that. All right, let's get into it. Pooh, they said this. Somebody said this. Um, Pooh Bear needs to put together AYS greatest rants. For the 1 million downloads, do you know how much time they would take, Pooh? <laughs> we'll, we'll do something like that. But we do have a rant here tonight. So listen, about nine months ago, I think, nine, 10, 11 months ago, look, me and this gentleman have had our issues with one another. He doesn't really like me. I don't have a problem with him. As a person, I think he's a good dude. He runs a big business. He runs a good business. But Brian Driscoll, who covers Notre Dame for Irish Breakdown, had some words. Now, we've been talking about this for a long time. He went on with the Crane and Company, with our friends Jay Crane, Blaine, all them, whatever. When he was on that show, he talked about how Brian Kelly wasn't going to come to Louisiana. He wasn't coming to LSU. wasn't winning a national title. He wouldn't win here. Well, in year, in year one, he won the West. You could say Bama was down. You could say A&M was down, whatever you want to say. He still won the West. He still was highly competitive with a really makeshift roster. Let's just call it what it is. But I think now that we have signing day, the biggest thing that Brian Driscoll had said was is that Brian Kelly couldn't come to Louisiana and recruit. Well, today, officially, you're going to end with the number one transfer portal class in the country. You're going to finish at number five, whatever service you look at, LSU is going to finish fifth in the country in recruiting. They brought in a lot of big names. So Lance Hurd, Shelton Sampson, Jalen Brown, Deshaun Womack, just to name the pinnacle, the top guys. Those are going to be the face, really, of your class. Then you go in the portal. You get Deuce Chestnut. You get Denver Harris. You get Omar Spates. LSU has really done a good job at recruiting. 
And the truth is, which nobody probably has mentioned this or nobody has talked about this, at least I haven't heard. This, this class, this recruiting class that Brian Kelly has put together, in my personal opinion, from top to bottom is more balanced, if you will, than the classes that Ed Orgeron had. You went out and got offensive linemen. You went out and got Zalance Hurd, DJ Chester, Paul Mabinga, and others. You went out and you got some receivers. You even got a former five-star, the number one kid in L- in Louisiana a year ago, and Aaron Anderson. You bring in Sheldon Sampson. You bring in probably Texas's best three-star and Kyle Parker. You you go into the portal and replenish your defensive line. You really need a middle linebacker that can tackle in space. And what do you do? You go and get the number one linebacker in the country a season ago and making so low tackles in the running game in Omar Spates. You go and get five-star defensive back in Denver Harris. You go and get a freshman All-American from Syracuse and Deuce Chestnut. LSU's class from top to bottom, no matter how you slice it, no matter how you dice it, truthfully, for once, is more in a situation where you can say it's extremely balanced. LSU had a situation and a problem a lot of times with recruiting offensive linemen and really recruiting defensive linemen. They've done a really good job of that now when it comes to Brian Kelly because he knows how to build a winner. Guys, I think that I can make the the really strong argument. I'm talking about the really, really strong argument from top to bottom when it comes to transfer portal and when it comes to freshman recruiting, I don't remember a year or really two years where LSU has been able to put a pass rush and defensive lineman and offensive lineman classes better than the ones that they put together. Let's look at this. Let's look at this. Because your offensive line next year, and look, it's going to change. I think it will change. But if you had to ask me today who the offensive line for LSU is going to be a year or, 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 well, not even a year, what, nine months from now in early September or eight months, shit, we're in February now. This is what I think your offensive line is going to be. At left tackle, you'll have Will Campbell, recruited by Brian, recruited by Brian Kelly, signed when Brian Kelly was your head coach. Miles Frazier at left guard, another true freshman All-American who had some struggles at times, but I thought as the season went on, played really well. He'll start at left guard. Charles Turner may be the only guy that was not recruited by Brian Kelly, but since Brian Kelly has been here, has obviously seen the development with Brad Davis and Brian Kelly to where he's been a pretty comparable and capable starter at center. Then you move in Emory Jones from Catholic High School in Baton Rouge, who started, what, 13 games or or 12 games at right tackle. He's going to move into guard. I've already talked to some sources about this. He's already looking into moving into right guard. So then you look at a situation, can you, do you, will you put uh, uh, Zalance hurt at right tackle. Then you, you've even had issues 
with, I mean, just having younger offensive linemen. You got them now. Guys that will be here for two, three, four, five years, some of them. And if you can develop them, you'll be really good. Truth be told, LSU has had a, a situation where they've had issues with holding on to defensive backs. Now, you go out and you get some, you go out to Bishop Gorman, and I know I see his mom's in here, Miss Nikki. Uh, you get Jeremiah Hughes. I can't find her comment, but you go and get a Jeremiah Hughes. You're able to go get some younger DBs in this class that will you that don't have to hit the field immediately, like LSU's had to do in the very uh, really onslaught of what they've had to do in seasons past when you've had to start a Derek Stingley, which Derek Stingley would have started already because he's that good. But you've had to start true freshmen before, like Eli Ricks. You've had to start true freshmen before, and sometimes it's taken them a little a little while longer to get up to speed. You got a young guy like LaTerrence Welsh. I think that LSU's doing really good things, man. I think LSU's just doing some really good things. Spectrum Wellcare says uh, Dellinger will start right left guard. Well, why didn't he start when he came back? He never once took the left guard position over from Miles Frazier. Now, will they rotate? I think that they'll rotate. But in Spectrum's defense on that, I don't necessarily disagree with you there, uh, Spectrum. But it's still a battle. Like, I don't really care which guy starts. Like, I really don't care which guy starts. If he starts at left guard, good for him. That means that he competed. And truthfully, I don't remember a time that we've been in a situation where you've had multiple offensive linemen that you're going into the season and saying, hey, man, are they going to compete? When's the last time that you remember a six, seven, maybe even eight-man rotation that you may have to rotate in? Marlon Martinez is a guy that I'm going to continue to bang the table for because all he did is he came in to that bowl game and really delivered. I think that you're going to need to give him some reps. I really do believe that. And you do have some really good pieces. I think they need to, need to get a little bit deeper in that interior. Okay? I think that you got some situations there. I think that they're fine. I think that if you absolutely needed them to, you could find a way. I mean, you got some pieces there. But you got six or seven guys that could really come in and play. If you need, if a tackle goes down, you know that you can kick Emory Jones out to right tackle. It's a really good scenario to have. There she is, Miss Nikki. Thank you. Thank you for the uh, stars. She says the tight end room is crazy. And you know, we haven't even, Miss Nikki brings that point up. We haven't even talked about that. I, I will I will make I will make this argument. I will make this argument. I don't remember a tight end room at LSU ever this deep. Pimpton's gonna be a dude. Markway's gonna be a dude. And you already know what you have. And he's only going to get better in Mason Taylor. Man, I'm just telling you, this team is, I really do believe that the future is, like, how do I want to say this? Because you can't take away 2019 from Ed, but you just feel better about what you're doing in a sense. Like, I feel better in a way, in the sense of how, 
Brian Kelly is going about building things than I really did feel about Ed. You know, Ed would we'd be in a situation where Ed would be recruiting. I'm like, look, I I know that you're going after Ismail Sopshire, but dude, your offensive line's donkey ass. So ass ass. See what I did there? But it really was, man. You don't you didn't go out and recruit offensive line at any good of a rate. Okay, cool. You got Cordell Thomas, but Cordell never played. Maybe the best offensive lineman that Ed Orgeron, maybe. I mean, maybe you can say Ed Ingram, Austin Deculus. Like, you've never had a dude there when Ed was here. I think you got dudes now. Now, is that a little bit a part of that maybe the talent was a little bit down at that position in your state? Okay, cool. That's a lot of states. Alabama doesn't seem to have that issue. Well, maybe they do now. Georgia has them. You got to be able to go in there and recruit. Instead of going and getting a tight end like Eric Gilbert and spending the money that you spent on him, go get a perennial five star left tackle and go road rate some. I mean, it's not that difficult. I mean, I say that. I say that. <laughs> it probably is really difficult. But you get what I'm saying. This class from top to bottom is just more deep. And we've talked about this part before too. Go back and look at the 2019 class. Go back and look at the 2020 class. Those recruiting classes are decimated. I think B.J. Ojalari is probably your only draftable guy maybe. Maybe some others. You know, Damone Clark who wasn't highly necessarily highly rated. But, man, it's not good. Like, bro, our, our top two recruits in the 2020 class was Eric Gilbert and Eli Ricks. You know, and now you just sit into a situation where, guys, you've got more running backs, tight ends, offensive linemen, receivers than you've ever had. You're getting closer to the 85 scholarship limit. You're really deep. Now, and I've talked about this, and we've talked about it at nauseum, but it gets to a point where that you, when you sit there and you think about it for just a minute, Jane Daniels and Garrett Nussmeyer really have thrived and going up tempo. Brian Kelly would never say it, and I damn near tried to pull it out of him one time, but he never would say it. The reason they didn't go want to go up tempo is because they didn't have defense and offensive linemen, and if they needed to rotate, they couldn't do it. I mean, maybe they could do it, but they get their asses beat. Now they can. Now they can. I'm telling I got really – now, do I think that this team's going to make a playoff? I don't know that. But I just have really high hopes. I, I go into the season this year with higher hopes because now it kind of feels like as a fan, as a guy, you know, whatever it may be, you can kind of take a little bit of a sigh of relief that you got a grown-up at the helm of all of this. And when you have a grown-up at the helm of recruiting and coaching your team, things just seem to fucking work. Excuse my language if you're around kids, but it's just so much, so much more relieving. Guys, you have a scenario where you could have three first-round offensive linemen, and I, you know how I don't say that lightly. I hate when people, I hate the take when people come out here and say, oh, he's going to be a first-rounder. And I hate that I hate that take, but I'm about to concede on one of them. I think we, I, 
I think that these three guys have the potential. How about that? The very strong potential to be first or second round picks. We've seen Will Campbell. He's only going to get bigger. He's only going to get stronger. He's only going to get more physical in the running game. Same with Emory Jones. And you gotta you gotta pray and hope, and I believe that he is, that Lance Hurd's gonna hit. Name the last time that's happened. Special, man. Special. You gotta love it. You gotta love it. <laughs> we'll get to a couple comments. I do want to talk about, you know, Brady. Ewey. Uh, Brandon Reese says, I wonder what Sobscher ended up doing after he left Bama. Well, we went to USC and then went to Southeastern and then got cut. PJ Clemens says, Coach O went 15-0. Blake, stop crying. PJ, with all due respect, with all due respect, he went 15-0, best team of all time. You can't take that away from him. I'm not taking it away from him. You know, it's like when somebody... When somebody critiques something, you're like, oh, well, you went 15 and 0. He also went his ass 5 and 5. He also got it. He also went 6 and 6. He also had a roster that imploded on him. Literally. Brother, we all, LSU almost had to forfeit a, a game because he couldn't keep his roster together. My point has been name it, PJ, do me a favor. Name a time when you've had this many good offensive linemen at LSU all at one time as starters. I dare you. You can't go. You, please, God, try to say 2019. The, I think that they were a really good offensive line. But you're talking about potentially first and second round picks. That doesn't happen here, buddy. That hasn't happened here. Eleven and eleven to be fair. Eleven and eleven, my ass. What's crazy is, is that Brian Kelly in one year almost has the same amount of wins as Ed in his last two. Stop that now. Stop that. Brandon Reese says BK having a surprise first season puts more pressure on Fisher and Napier next year. I agree with that. I I really agree with that. When you recruit at a high level, though, it always is going to put pressure on you. I mean, shit, look what Jay's going through. When I, you know, I've used this, I've used this old Spider-Man analogy. Shout out to Tobey Maguire. But I, when 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 you recruit at a high level with big, let me say it like this: with great recruiting comes great responsibility. I mean, we'll, we're about to talk about – we'll hit a break. We're going to hit a break, and then we're going to talk about Jay Johnson here and, and the LSU baseball team in just a minute and close it out with some LSU basketball. But bottom line is in all of this, bottom line is in all of this, when you recruit like Brian does, when BK does too, now you got the expectations. Guys, they broke a single-season record, touchdown record in rushing. I think this team's going to be really – I think this offense is going to be really damn good. Especially when you exit out, especially when you exit out a guy that doesn't have drops like Booty did. Carby Green says an up-tempo offense may just be the key to our success. I completely agree. Well, you know, look, you know, 
PJ Clemens, PJ, I don't, I'm not trying to be rude to you, buddy. Like I, I'm really not. Okay. He said, I'd rather have Joe Burrow over than any damn lineman any day. I agree with you. I would rather have Joe Burrow over any, any lineman really over any LSU player ever. However, however, Joe Burrow's not in your building right now. Okay. Joe Burrow's not in your building. You probably, I hope that we do, but the chance of chances of LSU being graced with another Joe Burrow again are not that likely. What I mean by that is probably one of, if not the best quarterback or quarterback seasons ever. Those linemen got a block for him. So you can argue all the live long day about linemen but Joe got his ass beat this past week because he didn't have offensive linemen. Checkmate. All right, last one before we get – or two more and then we'll get to break. Dane Bergeron says, Blake, now for the serious stuff, we need to have a keg party for the Florida State game. I'm, I'm cool with drinking, man. Y'all know, you know. Y'all know. Stop. Stop with this. Stop. Stop. Stop with that. PJ, stop. Quit. Quit. Brandon Reese says, looking at depth chart that they recently updated two days ago. I think I saw this. Campbell at left tackle. So basically exactly what we said. Uh, uh, Fraser at left guard. Turner at center. Dellinger at right guard. Eh, not going to happen. Emory Jones at right tackle. Maybe, maybe it will. They're going to find Zalance Hurt. They're going to find Zalance Hurt a, 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 a spot. They gonna, they're going to find, they're going to find Zalance Hurt a spot. But my point being about this little Joe Burrow thing, Joe's not in this building. Okay. Luckily, Luckily, you have two really good quarterbacks on your roster right now. One that can really run and one that can really sling it. And really, Jane can do both. And I think Garrett can run a little bit too. He's got to get a little better in his anticipation. But to get back to the original point, Brian Kelly's whole uh, Brian Kelly's attention to detail on how to put a class together is astonishing. It's just astonishing. Yeah, I do think that uh, PJ is crying belly. Who knows? He'll, he'll, he'll message me. It's not me. All right. Let's get to our good friends over at Grandco, thegrandco.com. Guys, we'll be back in one minute. Let's talk some LSU baseball. Jay Johnson met with the media today. We break that down. Also, LSU basketball starts in about 20 minutes. We'll talk about that pregame. God, I don't want to, but we got to. Talk about Grandco next. Guys, I've got to talk to you about our good friends over at Gramco. They are the Delta company based out of the state of Florida. They're founded by college football junkies just like you and I, and I am not sure if you're familiar with Delta 8, but you need to be. Gramco is the absolute leader in this field, and they have phenomenal products that I just need to tell you about. First off is the Wake and Bake coffee that is absolutely spectacular. The gummies are as well as they're the best in the market. So go to thegramco.com. Right now, and use the promo code AYS25. That's thegramco.com, AYS25 promo code to get 25% off 
of your order. Jump on this fast as it is perfect for holidays, anniversaries, and everyday use. Gramco is hemp-derived and completely legal inside of the state of Louisiana. No medical card is needed, and shipping is very discreet. You must be 21 years older to order. Again, that's thegramco.com. Use that promo code AYS25. We're We're back! back. (laughs) Y'all hear Ben yelling? We're back! Uh, Jason Brumfield says, no, he was not. That offensive line won the Moorhead. I do agree with that. I agree that that offensive line was really good. People argue, uh, Jason, I agree with you on that. I think that offensive line was more than capable, more than, uh, they were really good. I mean, Clyde Edwards-Alaire would like a word, right? Like, I, I mean... Joe, I mean, Joe was who Joe was, but that offensive line moved dudes around in that running game. They just did. All right, let's talk about a little bit of baseball and then a little bit of um, this LSU basketball game tonight. Let me get let me get this. Nah, we'll talk baseball first. All right, so Jay Johnson met with the media today, and look, Jay has been pretty candid. Now, they were supposed to have a scrimmage today. They had to cancel it because of weather and weather delays and stuff like that. They'll kick it back off tomorrow, and I think they'll have one Saturday and Sunday. I have to go back and look at those times uh, as well. Look, I got to I got to admit something that I don't know if we've talked about a lot. You know, what's interesting is that we've talked a lot and, and at great length. And like we talked about with Brian Kelly and recruiting, with great crew recruiting comes great responsibility. We've talked about what this lineup's going to look like on the field. We've, we've talked about Tommy Tanks. We've talked about Paul Skeens. We've talked about the probably number one overall pick in Dylan Cruz. We've talked about some of these freshmen. We've talked about, uh, or he, especially Jay's talked about a lot about Jordan Thompson and that how he's cleaned up a lot of his errors. He's hitting really well. We've talked about Malazzo. We've talked so much about what the Neopold, Ben Neopold. We've talked about so many of these guys, what they're going to do at the plate, what they're going to do in the field that I don't know that we have really focused in on, like really, really, really focused in on what this team is going to look like on the mound. Now, I will be honest. I want to see them more. Now, Thatcher Hurd is – now, let me back up. Jay has obviously made mention that Paul Skeens is going to be his Friday night guy. He's talked about so glowingly about him saying that he thinks he's going to be an MLB starter and that he could do both. Maybe he can be a Shohei Otani. Who knows? But if he can do both, what an absolute star-studded event of what you have on the mound and what you have at the plate. Because guys like Thatcher Hurd, Grant Taylor, Christian Little, Blake Money, uh, Ty Floyd, Guys, Ty Floyd might have to be your midweek, might have to be your midweek starter. And Ty Floyd's come a long way. Now, maybe he starts on Sunday. Maybe you let Grant Taylor, him and Grant Taylor battle out that Sunday, Sunday spot. But, man, they're actually, if Christian Little and Thatcher Hurd continue to do as good as they've been doing, guys, again, when you talk about recruiting, and talking about rec- recruiting in a situation where now you're more balanced. And Jay kind of made a little bit of a, a funny <laughs> a funny joke about that. He said he would rather his games be four and a half hours. Now, last year's baseball games, if y'all remember, 
were long as shit because Jay would milk the ever-living hell out of them for, because his pitching staff was not that good. Obviously, he wanted to play a game for a four-and-a-half-hour long game in a W instead of having a two-and-a-half-hour game in a loss, and he made that joke today. I think that the game's going to speed up for him, barring if you're just hitting the ball all over the place. But I, I think that they are a little bit more loaded in that back end, pitching-wise. I think that they're going to be able to get guys out of the pen. I think Blake Money's a guy that you could just throw in there at times because they're going to be that much better. You have some left-handed pitching. It looks like Riley Cooper uh, has trimmed down a little bit, cut his hair. I think they're going to be really good. Now, some people have made note to me and have said some really crazy stuff about – Um, hold on. Why are they texting? Um, sorry, that was I thought LSU just had something. But nevertheless, I really think that they're gonna be much better. Now I'm gonna try to catch one of these scrimmages this weekend. I'm gonna try to get out there because I really want to see them up close and personal. I think I'm gonna I'll let y'all know. I'll, I'll tweet it out. Maybe some of you guys can go. Uh, up there. Maybe we can meet up. Uh, Nikki Hughes. Miss Nikki says, we're making big noise this year. Team is bonding from top to bottom. Great leadership in that locker room. Now, her son's already on campus, which is massive. I agree with her on all that. I agree with her on all that. Um, JB was a graduate transfer. You talking about Jay, talking about Joe Burrow. Yeah, Joe was a graduate transfer. It's not... You're right. Two Spectrum. That's he. He brought up something that I wasn't even talking about. Adam Miller says, we own y'all in women's basketball. Don't be scared to reply to my comment. Who is this Rudy Pooh? Now, that looks like a South Carolina shirt. It looks like Dawn Staley. Adam, I, I, I just want to be honest with you, bud. Um, nobody cares who you are. Nobody really cares who you are. What's going on with Simper? Simper said, don't block. D damn, bro. Don't do me like that. I love Jesus. I'm not a porn bot. <laughs> uh oh, oh, Lord. Uh, Matt, oh, Father Bear said, God, Father Bear, why do you always comment after these crazy comments be coming in? He says, I do wish we had a few more experienced Southpaws. I agree with him on that. It's probably my biggest concern. I do agree. I do agree that that may be an issue. But, Father, I got to admit, I, I do have to admit, I, um, I'm just glad that we got more than one. <laughs> Last year, we had Riley Cooper. Hey, bring in the big hoss. You know? Br bring in the Bayou's David Wells. Every time, all right, so admittedly, every time Riley Cooper came out of the uh, bullpen, I said, here comes the Bayou's David Wells, and nobody ar nobody around me ever laughed. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I'm going to be honest. I don't know if he would like that. Now, some of you, some of you rookies, some of you younger folk um, won't even remember who David Wells is. But I'm just glad that we have more than one that can actually throw the ball over the plate. I Look. And I was going to say this earlier. A lot of people have kind of been, let me just say this. Some people sent me 
a screenshot of some Rudy Poos saying, it's idiot. You're an idiot if you say that this team, you know, Omaha or bust. Look, bud, I'm just going to tell you. I, I, I'm just going to tell you. This team is Omaha or bust. My bad. I had to answer that. That was business. Um, but I do think that this team is Omaha bust. Okay, you've recruit like you've recruited too high of a level. Now let me say this. Let me let me say this. Now there's one thing that I do agree with. Would it suck if this LSU baseball team didn't get to Omaha? Yes, I think that everyone is expecting. And it's training to where this team needs to get there. However, however, this team 1,000% needs to be hosting a regional and hosting a super regional. You know, I, I, I candidly, when we interviewed Jay Johnson, the one-on-one, I brought up to him six months ago Coach, is it crazy to think about that we could have a, a, a the LSU could go to back to back super regionals, and Dylan Cruz never played in a regional or super regional at Alec Box. And I brought that up to him, and I think it's really criminal. You LSU needs to be hosting a regional and a super regional. Okay, that's it. That's all. That's it. Like, if you want to talk about an outright floor, it's hosting the uh, Supers. I think that that would be my outright floor. Alex Ezel says, baseball is about hot at the right time. Supers are bust, not Omaha. Alex, I get what you're saying. I, I get what you're saying. But, like, for me, for me, when you talk to any MLB scout, okay, which we've had one on our show before, Benny Latino's been on our show, this team has more first-round picks on it than any team in college baseball's history damn near. Like, in a season. It's not like football where you could have five, and that could be just like the top tier, two or three or four. Buddy, if you got three first-round picks – three, four first-round picks on your team, that's astronomical. That's something that just never happens, okay? When you start saying things like that, no team has never done it before, and you got that type of expectation, that's the point where, that's the part where I just start sitting to myself and saying, come on, man, come on. Come on. All 
All right, that was the last text. Uh, Brandon Ree says, Jay, Jay Johnson knew the expectations at LSU Baseball. He talked about that today, and he talked about it last week. When he took the job, that comes with the territory for many, for any head coach, when you take over a program that's considered a powerhouse in the sport, where you're considered, you're considered the blue blood. Like, you're considered the one of, if not the blue blood of the sport. Spectrum Welfare says, Tennessee last year. Well, and, and what's crazy about that, though, is everybody said that this that Tennessee team was a bust, right? Everybody said that that Tennessee team was a bust. So, yeah. All right. David says this team has leadership. Stay humble. Act like a professional. Play professional. They will win this. I agree. All right. Last part of the show. If you haven't done so already, go over to the Rafino and Joe show and subscribe on YouTube. Just type in Rafino, R-U-F-F-I-N-O, and Joe show. Subscribe. We talk college football in the SEC. All right. Before we get out of here, we're going to get out of here a little bit earlier tonight because of the LSU basketball game. Um, let me just let me just say, I have zero expectations for tonight. I'm actually going on Carter's show at some point tonight. I have no idea when I'm going to do that. Uh, he just told me to go in when I go in. That's what she said. Um, <laughs> all right. I have no expectations. I think they're going to lose. I will be honest. I don't know if I really care. Let me back up. I do care. I do care. I just don't think they're winning tonight. Guys, they hadn't won a game in January. They won one game in January. No, they hadn't won a game in January. I apologize. They're not going to win it tonight. They're not going up to Mizzou and winning. I just don't see it. Brandon Ray says the SEC will be loaded this year in baseball. It's true. He said, imagine when Oklahoma and Texas come in. That's also true. Be the biggest, the big, it's going to be the SEC Invitational. Shell McBride says, who do you think is number two, the uh, second starting pitcher? I think it's going to be Thatcher Hurd. I think you got Paul Skeen, Thatcher Hurd. I think they'll battle it out for three. I think Christian Little's going to give them Give him a push, too. Alex Ezel says, I get that, and I believe more first, but uh, mentality plays a big part. If you get big-headed, but they're not going to get big-headed like Tennessee, though. Like, you're bringing in, Alex, you're bringing in external factors. You can't bring, you can't bring in external factors that can or, or may or may not happen. If those factors do come in, then you get on to Jay about it. You get on to the team about it. But when you have that many first-round picks, it's like when Alabama is really stacked and loaded and they go 11-2, and two, why are they pissed off? There is a some level of that that you have to have in baseball. Baseball is different. I get it. But you're stacked. Uh, you're stacked. All right. We'll close out the week tomorrow. 7 o'clock. Be there at B-Square. We'll see y'all soon. 
Let's go watch this basketball game. I'm going over to Carter Show, the Power Hour LSU. I'll be there at some point tonight. Later, guys. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.